Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Welcome along to another build-up on Balls.ie here in association with Ladbrokes this week. This is our third show in two days, actually, because we had a Masters special that you can check out with uh, Mike Bailey, giving his tips for the Masters. We had Kevin Doyle earlier on today because we've got lots of Ireland matches uh, coming up over the next three days, including Ireland versus Wales on uh, Sunday. But there's another Ireland-Wales match on this weekend. It's on Friday night. It's in rugby. And, of course, we had to get our man Stephen Ferris on to talk about that match and indeed this entire Nations Cup League Championship, whatever it's called, Stevie, <laughs> uh, a brand new tournament that we've got coming up uh, to kind of replace the November International. So you're pumped. You feel like uh, it's got, it's a long time since we've seen Ireland play rugby as on a way out two weeks. Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's, uh... yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Um, it's, it's really bizarre. Like I'm not really sure what to think about this tournament. I thought Andy Farrow would have brought in uh, a few more familiar faces um, I'm just seeing here the light on. Like I, I've got lights on. At what time is it? It's quarter past three. <laughs> w- winter is upon us here. Like it is, it is absolutely miserable up uh, up north uh, today. But hopefully the weather is kind to the Irish team against Wales on Friday night. And I would just want to see. Um, I think there's going to be a rafts of changes the whole way throughout the next four weeks. Um, and anybody who's listening, you know the competition. It's Group A, Group B, Group A. Obviously, you have Ireland, Wales. England and uh, and Georgia, Georgia. and then the, the, the other group you have Fiji, France, uh, Scotland and Italy, so uh, whoever tops each group will play against each other in the final um, and then yeah, as you work your way down you just play the opposite in, in, in the group, um, so yeah it's, it's going to be interesting to see who tops the two groups, that's, that's what your initial goal is after the first three matches is to get yourself in a position to play in a final um, and yeah, everybody's looking towards England, obviously in Group A, and France in Group B because of you know they're probably the two overwhelming favourites in, in in those groups. But yeah, it's exciting international rugby. It's keeping ticking over, and the squad is going to be tested. Um, that's a, a lot of international matches in such a short space of time. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's it's you know I think squad depth is 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 huge, Mick, over the next number of weeks. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to talk about. Like all joking aside, it is uh, it's a good chance. It's a good concept, actually. I think I, I like the concept and how it works. But uh, more importantly, I think for Andy Farrell, it's going to be a real like we've been talking about this. He had his couple of Six Nations games left over. Now he's got this like real run of games, and it's a real chance for him to kind of make up for the lost ground that we had in the lockdown. In what's still his well, I suppose it's the start of his second season in charge now, but, you know, he didn't have November last year. It was the World Cup, you know, so yeah. he really needs to see a good 30 Irish players in action in the heat of uh, international rugby. What do you make of the team that, that he's named them? We've, we've brought in James Lowe, um, and we know that um, Billy Burns is going to be on the bench. That's two debutants. We've got Jameson Gibson-Park making his kind of first start. Um, and we've got a few kind of faces that haven't been around for a long time. We've got a few experienced faces as well. Peter Matney comes back into the team. Keith Earls comes back onto the bench. It's a bit of a mixture. It's not a young team, but it does feel like a new team. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, Van der Fleer, who hasn't played much rugby yeah. for the last number of weeks as well, getting a start. Over half a dozen changes. One positional change in Doris going to number eight. Um, you, I, I just want to see more of this over the next few weeks, Mick. And, and I think mm. you... You and every Irish fan probably of the same thinking. You know, is the Autumn Nations Cup, is this uh, 
it's just something that you know you got to go all guns blazing to try and win. I'm I'm not I'm not too sure. Or to use this window these next four weeks to test people to see uh, to give them exposure at a test match rugby and see if they are, firstly if they are good enough if they can step up to up to the plate and secondly um, if they do step up can they maintain it for a couple of weeks um, and see how they respond. So yeah, it's uh, it's for me. Andy Farrell's using thirty players. I, I'm I'm hoping to see maybe um, another few. Uh, drifting in and out over the, over the next four weeks. I think, obviously, if there was no pandemic, there might be a raft of people coming in and out uh, week to week, but obviously that's not the case. But yeah, I'm excited about the team selection. I think it's brave uh, and bold by Andy Farrell. People are now asking the question, is Connor Murray dropped? Mm. Or is he just giving James Gibson Park opportunity? Um, you know, James Lowe on the wing, you know, is he somebody that he sees as a starter? Well, we'll find out after the Welsh game. He's going to be coming up against Liam Williams, who was phenomenal on the Lions tour only a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. And, Mickey, I know you're probably going to touch on the match and, and both sets of players, but, like, on paper, this Welsh team actually looks really good. You know, mm. they've got so much experience, um, a really good back line. You know, I know might, you might ask me a question or two on Alwyn Jones uh, on, um, you know, his, his career. But they look good on paper. It's just the position that they find themselves in off the back of these defeats. You know, the defence coach being sacked, let's call, call it how it is. He was sacked. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they just seem in a bit of turmoil at the minute. When you've got a coach that's been there for as long as Gatlin does, there's always going to be, I suppose, it's the first time a lot of them have had to deal with new ideas on the international stage in a long time, even though they would have had different guys in over the years, be it Edwards or, or, or Howley or all these guys. Ultimately, Gatlin was in charge. So it's we're still in a kind of a new era for them in the, in the same way as we are in, in Ireland, I suppose. But it just doesn't seem to have clicked for whatever reason. Have you seen enough signs to suggest that that is a short-term problem that just needs a few tweaks or that there's fundamental issues there I suppose um, like they were so poor against Scotland just watching that match it was just it didn't feel like the Wales that we've seen for the last 10 or 15 years yeah I know and uh, but generally something that uh, you associate with Wales is that they, they kick the ball an awful lot um, and they wait to expose you when they get you in a good field position I was actually chatting to Mark Robson who I would work with a, a lot on commentary uh, on cool comms. And he was saying about PVAC when he first came into the Scarlets that it took a serious amount of time for them to actually um, get the grips with his structures, um, with the way he wanted the game to be played. And, you know, that's okay when you're playing in the Pro 12 as it was, now Pro 14. But when you're playing international rugby, as we have both read in the media over the last number of weeks, like the Welsh fans were actually calling for PVAC's head. Yeah. And he's only he's only in the job, you know. So international rugby is all about results, and uh, they got to try and find a way of getting a couple of results over the next few weeks to ease that pressure, and then continue to work towards the end goal. Um, come the Six Nations of, of the exact um, methods and ways that PVAC wants to play, um, but they're going to have to start afresh with their defensive structures, uh, with a new defence coach probably going to come in. So yeah, they're. They're a little bit all over the place, mm. um, but it's interesting to see that they've selected 14 out of the 15 players that got beaten in wheels um, what, a couple of weeks ago in that uh, home defeat. So maybe 
PVAC's given these guys another opportunity to try and redeem themselves um, from such a poor performance not so long ago. Yeah, that's it. And I suppose the result matters a little bit more to them than possibly to us, which is why we have probably a little bit more experimenting on uh, the team. Obviously, we mentioned low. What about the other debutant then? Because we've, we're in this kind of like ongoing quest for uh, to find the eventual replacement for Johnny Sexton. And, you know, Johnny's the captain. He's going to he's going to play 60 minutes out of this game. But, you know, um, Ross Byrne had his chance over the last few weeks. Uh, we've seen Jack Carty. We've obviously Joey Carberry's had a lot of injuries. There's been other guys in and out. But what about Billy Burns? And you will have seen a lot more of him than than I have. You've talked to him, talked about him on this show a lot. Um, you know, mercurial at times. But do you see him ultimately as being a challenger for this position? I think he's a challenger. Yeah, um, he's captained Ulster a couple of times over the last uh, season. I know we're into another season that it's mental. Uh, last, <laughs> yeah. last, last season, um, he picked up an injury in the quarterfinal of the European Cup against Toulouse at the tail end of the last season. So, yeah, I definitely think he has the attributes and capability to step into international rugby. Um, it's just like Johnny Sexton is, you know, multiple Lions tours, um, test match rugby, you know, clutch moments and matches. He, he always rises to the occasion. And um, I'm just not sure that if uh, if Billy Burns is at that level right now, and and, yeah. and and that's probably fair enough. And Billy would probably say that himself as well. Look, you can't compare me to Johnny because no. Johnny Johnny's done X, Y, and Z. I'm in coming up through the middle of my career at the minute, I, and I think I can get better. And that's yeah. always a, that's always a good thing. I think he can get better. He, he will get better. Um, he's playing on a really good team at Ulster, and you know I, I would like to see him been given an opportunity. You know. Billy's a, a very level-headed fella, um, very down-to-earth, uh, but he drives high standards uh, for, for sure. Uh, and anytime he's playing for Ulster, they, they seem like they're a better team uh, with him in it. So that's always a positive sign. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose we're, we're comparing him not with Sexton at this stage, but obviously it's going to be with Ross Byrne and Jack Harty and these guys. And who is that kind of ultimate well, Har- successor? Harry Byrne, like I've, yeah. watched a lot, I've watched a lot of Leinster over the last number of weeks. Granted, Zebra, Benetton, um, you know, uh, like he played really well against Glasgow away. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think he needs to be given an opportunity to step up a level or two because as soon as it gets to Europe, once again with Leinster, um, when, you, when he's going to be facing, you know, bigger teams, uh, then the likes of Sexton and Ross come back again and he drops down the pecking order, but he is somebody else that we should be talking about for the future of, of Ireland at number 10 uh, because he's been exceptional over the last few weeks. And, I ha- and uh, as I said, I have been watching him very, very closely. Yeah, absolutely. Grandstand winner at under-20s a couple of years ago as well. Um, last question then just on the Ireland team because we, there's a, we'll be able to talk more next week, I suppose, when we're looking at next game when we actually see the new combinations and how they go. But one question I think for a lot of fans watching was the kind of persistence of Jacob Stockdale at 15. Um, possibly sometimes a mistake can... In a, in a, in a high-profile game, can maybe shine too much of a spotlight on, a, you know, a moment rather than an overall performance. But at the same time, possibly doesn't look as comfortable at fifteen as he does at eleven. We've talked about it before when he was tried there a couple of times for Ulster over the course of last season, as we say, not 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 uh, not this season. But um, I don't know. Would like I, I guess in Farrell's point of view, it's like let's give him another chance 
let's see, you know, if because we do need an answer at that position for the rest of the season with Larmer out. Yeah, Mick, looking at the games um, that he's played in, and when he's played against a really good side and he's playing 15, he generally hasn't had a good game. Hmm. Um, and like Wales is going to be a better test this weekend. It's it's okay against against Italy when they're just going to kick the ball down your throat. You can run it back. Um, he still made a few mistakes in that Italy game, but he, he looked a lot more at ease because he had more time. And then, you know, the French game, they had obviously identified Ireland play with the nine in the in, in the line. Their wingers were up high. Jacob's having to do a lot of the pendulum work in the, in the backfield. And they identified the space in behind. And, you know, that Entomac try, you know, that, that just doesn't happen. That's analysis throughout the week from the Italy game. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's tough on him because he is so used to the wing. Um, and sometimes, I don't know, if, if, if I was a coach, I would probably go the other way and drop a player for not being not playing well instead of continually trying to, you know, almost... You know, give him, yeah, yeah, give him another chance because we all know, Mick, we all know that Jacob Stockdale is a fantastic rugby player. He has got massive pedigree and he's got a huge future for Ulster and for Ireland. We all know that. We, we all understand that. But people have blips in form and is being dropped to kick up the backside that you need yeah. or is giving the jersey once again to go out there and try and prove yourself. And maybe he's trying too hard at times. Sometimes when the ball's kicked through twice um, in the French game, it, it was almost like he was ready to attack before he'd even picked the ball up. Um, instead of just securing the ball, going down on the ball, um, then getting up and saying, right, you know, how do we get out of here? And that's going to come with experience. But yeah, I just think, is the hardball approach a better approach with that individual? I don't know. I don't know Jacob that well. Andy Farrell probably knows him a hell of a lot better than me. So he's made that call and, and uh, we all just kind of got to get with it and stick with it. And with Jordan Larmer currently out injured, unfortunately, there's nobody else really uh, there who is breathing down his neck, so to speak. Yeah. And it is a, it is a, I suppose it sometimes could be overlooked. I think Rob Carney said in his book that like the role is, I think I think he said it was like sixty percent goalkeeper, forty percent attacker, you know. And I think sometimes we forget how specialist a position and how important a position fullback is because we see other countries maybe switching between the back three a little bit. But it, look, hopefully it's the right decision and it goes well. Before we go, I have two things to ask you about, uh, both as important as as each other. But uh, Alan Wynne Jones is going to make his hundred fiftieth Test cap uh, against Ireland at the weekend. You've played with him on the lines in 09. You've played against them, I'm sure many, many times, but like, I suppose he's broken no records now and he's, he's most cap player and people, you, you see somebody so regularly, sometimes you can almost forget how special they are, but like this guy is such a legend of world rugby. And, you know, I think we'll be, we'll all be remembering him in 20 and 30 years. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, what a, what an athlete he uh, he was like, um, and and I'm saying he was because I, I don't think he's at the level he was like mm. a couple of years ago, and um, he's come under a little a little bit of criticism because of you know he is pushing on, he's breaking all these caps and milestones, but yet wheels aren't winning, um, they're not really performing that well. The Ospreys team that he's been playing in hasn't been, been performing that well. Um, 
and individually, like he's been going okay, you know, he's been going all right. Uh, I know he'll be driving himself for higher standards than that, but uh, yeah, he for sure, like he was a, an unbelievable player back in 2009, and to be able to sustain that for uh, over a decade, like uh, you know, rack up 150 caps for your country, um, going all these lands tours, and um, you know, uh, he's just one, one of the one of the legends of the game and as you say will go down in history and will be talked about and mm. you know the amount the amount of after dinner gigs he's going to get like when he, hang, <laughs> when he hangs up the boots is is going to be unbelievable yeah so, absolutely uh, he'll be telling the yeah. same stories for a long time I suppose. That, <laughs> well, that, he's, that, he's plenty of stories like plenty of stories. before we go then most importantly of all probably uh windsor park tomorrow night uh Northern Ireland oh, gonna do yes. what are Northern oh, Ireland gonna do what the Republic couldn't and beat Slovakia to get to Euro twenty twenty, not twenty one. I yeah, um I think they've got a great chance. Um I'm not actually sure if there's any supporters allowed in as yet. I know the government have been sitting in storming for the last couple of days, mm-hmm. um, debating everything as they always do. But uh, yeah, what a what a week it's been already for, for um Northern Irish sport and in Ulster, you know, Mark Allen uh, winning the, the champions of champions snooker uh, there on Sunday night, beating Neil Roberts Robertson, brilliant uh, performance by him. Ulster then get the win on Monday night. Uh, that was another great win against Glasgow. Northern Ireland play on Thursday night, and of course Rory McIlroy and Graham McDowell tee it up in the Masters on Thursday as well. So uh, yeah, it's a big week for for sport in Northern Ireland. I'll certainly be cheering on the, the Northern Irish lads on, on Thursday night. And uh, I was at the Euros, the last Euros, cheering them on and cheering uh, the Republic of Ireland on. And, you know, it was brilliant to, to, to see the teams out there. So fingers crossed, Mick, yeah. the, boys can, the boys can do it for us. Yeah, slight favourites on Ladbrokes as well. So hopefully they can. If, if one of us could even make it, uh, unfortunately, it won't be like 2016 when we were both there. But... Hopefully the North will do it. Uh, best of luck with that and uh, enjoy the game on Friday night as well. And we'll catch up next week ahead of the, the, the last three games of our November series. Cheers, Mike. Great stuff. And if you're having a bet on anything this week, please do gamble responsibly and visit dunlouis.net for more information. We'll be back with more Build Up last next week. If you want to check out any of our other shows, um, we had Kevin Doyle on to talk about the Republic of Ireland against England, Wales and Bulgaria uh, earlier on today. And yesterday we had a big Masters preview with Mike Bailey, the man who, by the way, you should check out his tips because uh, just a couple of weeks ago, he tipped Bryson DeChambeau and Matthew Wolfe for the US Open they finished one and two in the end so uh, check that out and we'll be back with you next week